0: Modern World History Patterns of Interaction. Chapter 6, Section 2 The Enlightenment in Europe. Setting the Stage. In the wake of the scientific revolution and the new ways of thinking it prompted, scholars and philosophers began to reevaluate old notions about other aspects of society. They sought new insight into the underlying beliefs regarding government, religion, economics, and education. Their efforts spurred the Enlightenment, a new intellectual movement that stressed reason and thought, and the power of individuals to solve problems. Known also as the Age of Reason, the movement reached its height in the mid-1700s and brought great change to many aspects of Western civilization. Two Views on Government The Enlightenment started from key ideas put forth by two English political thinkers of the 1600s, Thomas Hobbes and John Locke. Both men experienced the political turmoil of England early in that century. However, they came to very different conclusions about government and human nature. Hobbes' Social Contract Thomas Hobbes expressed his views in a work called Leviathan, 1651. The horrors of the English Civil War convinced him that all humans were naturally selfish and wicked. Without governments to keep order, Hobbes said there would be, quote, war of every man against every man, end quote, and that life would be, quote, solitary, poor, nasty, brutish, and short, end quote. Hobbes argued that to escape such a bleak life, people had to hand over their rights to a strong ruler. In exchange, they gained law and order. Hobbes called this agreement, by which people created a government, the social contract. Because people acted in their own self-interest, Hobbes said the ruler needed total power to keep citizens under control. The best government was one that had the awesome power of a leviathan, sea monster. In Hobbes' view, Such a government was an absolute monarchy, which could impose order and demand obedience. Locke's Natural Rights The philosopher John Locke held a different, more positive view of human nature. He believed that people could learn from experience and improve themselves. As reasonable beings, they had the natural ability to govern their own affairs and to look after the welfare of society. Locke criticized absolute monarchy, and favored the idea of self-government. According to Locke, all people are born free and equal, with three natural rights, life, liberty, and property. The purpose of government, said Locke, is to protect these rights. If a government fails to do so, citizens have the right to overthrow it. Locke's theories had a deep influence on modern political thinking. His belief that a government's power comes from the consent of the people is the foundation of modern democracy. The ideas of government by popular consent and the right to rebel against unjust rulers helped inspire struggles for liberty in Europe and the Americas. The Philosophes Advocate Reason The Enlightenment reached its height in France in the mid-1700s. Paris became the meeting place for people who wanted to discuss politics and ideas. The social critics of this period in France were known as Philosophes, the French word for philosophers. The philosophes believed that people could apply reason to all aspects of life, just as Isaac Newton had applied reason to science. Five concepts formed the core of their beliefs. Number one, reason. Enlightened thinkers believed truth could be discovered through reason or logical thinking. Two, nature. The philosophes believed that what was natural was also good and reasonable. Three, happiness. The philosophers rejected the medieval notion that people should find joy in the hereafter and urge people to seek well-being on earth. Number four, progress. The philosophers stressed that society and humankind could improve. Number five, liberty. The philosophers called for the liberties that the English people had won in their glorious revolution and the Bill of Rights. Voltaire combats intolerance. Probably the most brilliant and influential of the philosophes was François-Marie Aulier. Using the pen name Voltaire, he published more than 70 books of political essays, philosophy, and drama. Voltaire often used satire against his opponents. He made frequent targets of the clergy, the aristocracy, and the government. His sharp tongue made him enemies at the French court, and twice he was sent to prison. After his second jail term, Voltaire was exiled to England for more than two years. Although he made powerful enemies, Voltaire never stopped fighting for tolerance, reason, freedom of religious belief, and freedom of speech. He used his quill pen as if it were a deadly weapon in a thinker's war against humanity's worst enemies. Intolerance, prejudice, and superstition. He summed up his staunch defense of liberty in one of his most famous quotes. I do not agree with a word you say, but will defend to the death your right to say it. Montesquieu and the Separation of Powers Another influential French writer, the Baron de Montesquieu, devoted himself to the study of political liberty. Montesquieu believed that Britain was one of the best governed and most politically balanced countries of his own day. The British king and his ministers held executive power. They carried out the laws of the state. The members of parliament held legislative power. They made the laws. The judges of the English courts held judicial power. They interpreted the laws to see how each applied to a specific case. Montesquieu called this division of power amongst the different branches, separation of powers. Montesquieu oversimplified the British system. It did not actually separate powers this way. His idea, however, became a part of his most famous book on the spirit of laws, 1748. In his book, Montesquieu proposed that separation of powers would keep any individual or group from gaining total control of the government. Power, he wrote, should be a check to power, This idea would later be called Checks and Balances. Montesquieu's book was admired by political leaders in the British colonies of North America. His ideas about separation of powers and checks and balances became the basis for the U.S. Constitution. Rousseau, Champion of Freedom A third-grade philosopher, Jean-Jacques Rousseau, was passionately committed to individual freedom. The son of a poor Swiss watchmaker, Rousseau won recognition as a writer of essays. A strange, brilliant, and controversial figure, Rousseau strongly disagreed with other Enlightenment thinkers on many matters. Most philosophers believed that reason, science, and art would improve life for all people. Rousseau, however, argued that civilization corrupted people's natural goodness. Quote, Man is born free and everywhere he is in chains, end quote, he wrote. Rousseau believed that the only good government was one that was freely formed by the people and guided by the general will of society, a direct democracy. Under such a government, people agreed to give up some of their freedoms in favor of the common good. In 1762, he explained his political philosophy in a book called The Social Contract. Rousseau's views of the social contract differ greatly from that of Hobbes. For Hobbes, the social contract was an agreement between society and its government. For Rousseau, it was an agreement amongst free individuals to create a society and a government. Like Locke, Rousseau argued that legitimate government came from the consent of the governed. However, Rousseau believed in a much broader democracy than Locke had promoted. He argued that all people were equal and that titles of nobility should be abolished. Rousseau's ideas inspired many of the leaders of the French Revolution who overthrew the monarchy in 1789. Beccaria promotes criminal justice. An Italian philosopher named Cesare Bonasana Beccaria turned his thoughts to the justice system. He believed that laws existed to preserve social order, not to avenge crimes. Beccaria regularly criticized common abuses of justice, They included torturing of witnesses and suspects, irregular proceedings and trials, and punishments that were arbitrary or cruel. He argued that a person accused of a crime should receive a speedy trial and that torture should never be used. Moreover, he said, the degree of punishment should be based on the seriousness of the crime. He also believed that capital punishment should be abolished. Beccaria based his ideas about justice on the principle that government should seek the greatest good for the greatest number of people. His ideas influenced criminal law reforms and reformers in Europe and North America. Women in the Enlightenment The Philosophs challenged many assumptions about government and society, but they often took a traditional view towards women. Rousseau, for example, developed many progressive ideas about education, However, he believed that a girl's education should mainly teach her how to be a helpful wife and mother. Other male social critics scolded women for reading novels because they thought it encouraged idleness and wickedness. Still, some male writers argued for more education for women and for women's equality in marriage. Women writers also tried to improve the status of women. In 1694, the English writer Mary Estelle published A Serious Proposal to the Ladies, her book addressed the lack of educational opportunities for women. In later writings, she used Enlightenment arguments about government to criticize the unequal relationship between men and women in marriage. She wrote, quote, If absolute sovereignty be not necessary in a state, how come it is to be so in a family? If all men are born free, how is it that all women are born slaves? End quote. During the 1700s, other women picked up these themes. Among the most persuasive was Mary Wollstonecraft, who published an essay called A Vindication of the Rights of Women in 1792. In the essay, she disagreed with Rousseau that women's education should be secondary to men's. Rather, she argued that women, like men, need education to become virtuous and useful. Wollstonecraft also urged women to enter the male-dominated fields of medicine and politics. Women made important contributions to the Enlightenment in other ways. In Paris and other European cities, wealthy women helped spread Enlightenment ideas through social gatherings called salons, which we'll read about later in this chapter. One woman fortunate enough to receive an education in the sciences was Emile du Châtelet. Du Châtelet was an aristocrat trained as a mathematician and physicist. By translating Newton's work from Latin to French, she helped stimulate interest in science in France. Legacy of the Enlightenment Over a span of a few decades, Enlightenment writers challenged long-held ideas about society. They examined such principles as the divine right of monarchs, the union of church and state, and the existence of unequal social classes. They held these beliefs up to the light of reason and found them in need of reform. The philosophes mainly lived in the world of ideas. They formed and popularized new theories. Although they encouraged reform, they were not active revolutionaries. However, their theories eventually inspired the American and French revolutions and other revolutionary movements in the 1800s. Enlightenment thinking produced three other long term effects that helped shape Western civilization Belief in Progress. The first effect was a belief in progress. Pioneers such as Galileo and Newton had discovered the key for unlocking the mysteries of nature in the 1500s and 1600s. With the door thus opened, the growth of scientific knowledge seemed to quicken into the 1700s. Scientists made key new discoveries in chemistry, physics, biology, and mechanics. The successes of the scientific revolution gave people the confidence that human reason could solve social problems. Philosophs and reformers urged an end to the practice of slavery and argued for greater social equality, as well as a more democratic style of government. A more secular outlook. A second outcome was the rise of a more secular or non-religious outlook. During the Enlightenment, people began to question openly their religious beliefs and the teachings of the church. Before the scientific revolution, people accepted the mysteries of the universe as the workings of God. One by one, scientists discovered that these mysteries could be explained mathematically. Newton himself was a deeply religious man, and he sought to reveal God's majesty through his work. However, his findings often caused people to change the way they thought about God. Meanwhile, Voltaire and other critics attacked some of the beliefs and practices of organized Christianity. They wanted to rid religious faith of superstition and fear and promote tolerance of all religions. Importance of the Individual Faith in science and in progress produced a third outcome, the rise of individualism. As people began to turn away from the church and royalty for guidance, they looked to themselves instead. The philosophers encouraged people to use their own ability to reason in order to judge what was right or wrong. They also emphasized the importance of the individual in society. Government, they argued, was formed by individuals to promote their welfare. The British thinker Adam Smith extended the emphasis on the individual to economic thinking. He believed that individuals acted in their own self-interest, created economic progress. Smith's theory is discussed in detail in chapter 9. During the Enlightenment, reason took center stage. The greatest minds of Europe followed each other's works with interest and often met to discuss their ideas. Some of the kings and queens of Europe were also very interested. As you will learn in section 3, they sought to apply some of the philosophes' ideas to create progress in their countries. (laughs)